five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the WDMA. We're going to be talking about positioning today. Something a little different, but from the Direct Marketing Insiders. And so getting back to this, let's watch a little commercial from yesteryear. I found a bunch of them oldies, but goodies. And this is a really nice one. And I like this. This is from 1985 or so. Merry Christmas. And you'll know who it's for. We have the sound off. Know how to wake him up. And there's that jingle. Ah, what great music. Okay, how about that? The best part of waking up is folders in your cup. Don't forget it, right? Not that you ever could, right? How about that? That's one of the longest-running Christmas commercials of all time because they did a remake of it in 2009, which made it, I think, 26, 20, 24 years. Uh, although it didn't run continuously through there, but run a lot well we're gonna do more of those the new ones aren't as good <laughs> that one was that one is smashing good okay and this is coming from the drum uh, and their favorite commercials of all time and that was mentioned at the very end of the article okay now I'm going to talk about food waste since it's Thanksgiving week and you're probably gonna waste some food <laughs> seafood waste a billions losing issue with billions earning potential and some companies are turning excess waste into value, you know, and that's uh, something that can be worth a lot of money. You know, I have two patents in turning into fly ash, for turning fly ash into cement based on the Roman formula, which has been lost to history. And it actually was twice as strong as Portland cement, but um, we had some, I say, political issues, <laughs> but it's, you know, still good stuff. Uh, there's plenty of fish waste in the sea, okay? So there's about 8 billion pounds of, 8 billion pounds. Why don't they talk about tons? What would that be? That'd be 400,000 tons, I think. I don't know, <laughs> 40,000 tons. Anyway, 40, <laughs> four, 40 million tons, I think it would be. Anyway, um, or something like that. 4 million tons. Yeah, that would be better. I'll get it. Don't do live math. Okay, so there's plenty of fish waste, and of that 8 billion, about 4.5 billion goes to down the down the hatch, as my grandfather used to say. Down the hatch. Um, and then about 3, 2.3 billion is waste. Now, you know, sometimes I think about these things too much, but I was thinking about cleaning fish. You know, have you ever cleaned a fish? You know, and you get a bass and it's maybe a three, four pound bass, pretty good sized bass, right? Legal. Uh, how much of that makes it to the table? How much of the, that is in filet? And it's probably not a, more than a pound, maybe pound and a half. So, and any fish that you ever catch, it's probably half waste, right? Because you fillet it, you know, you, the skin, the skeleton, the head, the tail the guts, 
All that's waste. Yeah. I mean, not that you couldn't do something with it. And there's some really creative things down here. But, you know, sometimes this stuff is overstated. I mean, what would you do with it? Unless you had some high high finagling process for it. So, um, experts project anywhere from 20-something, 29, 25% up to a, a whole half. A whole half, huh? Of all the harvested seafood winds up in dumpsters. Okay. That you know, like I said, that's not that's it's not quite like an apple. I mean an apple has maybe ten percent at the core that you don't eat. Right? Um but you don't eat the leaves and the leaves fall down on the ground and you might that might end up in the dumpster. I mean, what would that do to the percentage? Um, so we cut off the most valuable parts and you've probably all heard about shark fin soup where they just take the fin and you know, the rest, the rest is waste. And that's a shame seems like, but other than that, then some of these really, really, um, gross examples, Maine Jarum company makes fish sauce by using discarded eel parts. That doesn't sound very good. I don't use much fish sauce. I just use tartar sauce. Garden products with lobster, crab, salmon, and seaweed leftovers. Now, that makes sense. Make some fertilizer out of it, you know. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I guess they're still doing that in Milwaukee. In Milwaukee. They, they take the, the, the sewage treatment plant, and they make a, uh, a kind of fertilizer out of that. Okay, here's sea, uh, seaweed nanofibers that could replace coatings in nonstick cookware. I was thinking about that when I was making my eggs this morning. How about this one? Salomonics, a pain treatment uh, for the planet's millions of wasted liters of salmon blood. Who knew, right? Um, Bristol Seafood grinds its fish remnants up into ground-up pet food. I know. I mean... Look around. You know, there's a lot of untapped resources in the world. I'm thinking about these uh, rye crackers, um, pinas rye crackers that we have are made in Waukesha, Wisconsin, right around here. And um, they have a snack mix that's very good. I like to pull out the little the little rounds, but they started making it because the, the uh, owner was looking at all the broken pretzels or they made they made breadsticks and they made these these uh rye rounds and uh he thought i wish i could think of something to do with these with this waste and he ended up turning it into snack mix and it became their most popular product i like the plain ones though myself so um i also found out that finding the right lighting can extend freshness for seafood in a grocery store and dampen unappetizing fishy smells enough to increase sales. You know, I'm not sure what the lighting is, but that would be worth checking out if you have a grocery store and you want to keep your seafood fresher. Who knew? Anyway, you wouldn't have heard it anywhere but here probably. Okay, now let's get to a <laughs> let's get to a better article. Beyond the Mailbox by David Bear. I consider David a newfound friend. I participate in his marketing book club every week 
uh, on Thursday afternoons, except this week. It's not going to be on this week because we'll be busy. But he's talking about thinking beyond just getting in the mail and getting the envelope opened. The lost art, since we're talking about the lost art of direct mail, and I don't know how much experience David Bear really has in direct mail, so I'll add to, my, add to it with mine, as usual. And I could mention Cabela's. I may go get it. It's right over here. I got a couple of catalogs sitting here from long ago when I was working with Dick Cabela. He says it's a drinking game for him. Every time I do a show and mention Dick Cabela, there's now this is the third time. He has a shot. So happy, happy Thanksgiving. But in the in a in the book Positioning the Battle for the Mind, uh, Trout and Reese talk about in a world saturated with marketing messages, consumers have difficulty keeping brands straight in their minds. Does that sound right? Oh, oh, wait, wait. How is this not how is this not working? I'm not seeing the same things I'm looking at. I think that's because I opened more than one window. Let's find it. There it is. Okay. Gotta pay attention. This live streaming is really hard. <laughs> I uh oh I got a message from Jeff Terran. If you haven't if you don't get on at ten o'clock in the morning because in the Pacific time or in Hawaii it's really early. Maybe you could, um, I don't know what it is for Mark Ritson, but he did he did give it a like uh, this past week when I featured his story. Uh, good for him. And I just heard from Tom Fishburne from yesterday's show. And, um, you know, I, I don't thank him enough. I use, his, I use every cartoon he has. Some are funny. Some aren't so funny, but they're always thoughtful. I really like his articles as much as the cartoons or more. Um, he does a great job on, on explaining what he's getting at. And I really, really like that. Okay. So you're inundated with, with, you're inundated with digital advertising, especially Trout and Reese say positioning is not what you do to a product. Positioning is what you do to the consumer's mind. Okay. How can you be memorable in their other book? One of their other books, uh, marketing warfare, they talk about how your brain seems to have a few slots. If you think of an old hotel in the old movies where they would have mail slots for each room and they'd put the envelopes for each, you know, if, if you got mail and they would put the keys in. When you checked in, you, they'd grab the key out of that, that slot. Well, your brain has maybe two slots for most anything. So when we first got married, I moved my wife from... Chicago up to Chicago proper, not the suburbs, Chicago up to Heartland, Wisconsin. And whenever we would go back to Chicago, she would go to Dominic's Finer Foods and buy her Italian sausage. I said, Susan, Wisconsin is like the land of sausage. <laughs> if there's any place in the world that you can get sausage, it's in Wisconsin. She said, it's not the same. And uh, you know, she she ended up finally working with the Piggly Wiggly with the butcher and making sure he had enough fennel in his Italian sausage because, you know, it was spicy or OK, but it didn't have the fennel. And um, so she's, a, you know, she's an Italian sausage expert. I have to I have to give her that. She's like professional. Uh, they should have given her a lifetime, you know, lifetime supply of Italian sausage for the consulting work. But anyway, um, no matter what. She would go there for Italian sausage. She would go to 
the Piggly Wiggly for meat, and she liked to go to um, Aldi for, you know, commodity stuff. And that's the way her head worked. And, you know, you don't try to change that. That's the way the slots worked. And uh, in the book, they, they talk about who was the first man to fly solo over the Atlantic. And, of course, it was Lindbergh. And who was the first woman? And it was Amelia Earhart. Who was the second man? Who was the second woman? Nobody knows. They, they each have their slot. And so positioning is sort of the antithesis of the 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 digital media mantra, which is the right message to the right person at the right time. That somehow, even if your message is pretty bad and it just doesn't stick, because you're there first, everybody's going to buy from you. Is that true? No, of course it's not true. You know, We had a Piggly Wiggly right down the road. We had a red owl right down the road. We had a picket saver on the corner, you know. And uh, But she'd go to Dominic's for sausage in Chicago, you know, two hours. So that's what positioning does for you. Positioning is the easy decision, right? In thinking fast and slow, they talk about how your brain will avoid math live. <laughs> avoid thinking about a decision and go with the easy decision. And so the easy decision is Italian sausage, Dominic's finer foods. Now, Dominic's got sold, and so that's how come she worked with the pig. But, but she has all these things figured out. And I say, can't you get it at the, you know, I usually go up to the pick and save because it's just over the hill. Um, nope, nope, I don't like those people. Okay, fine. So anyway, we get between 10,000, 4,000 and 10,000 daily advertisements 600,000 new products every year in just the package goods industry, right? 600,000? Anyway, so you have to make a lot of decisions. Are you going to try something new or are you going to go with the tried and true, right? And it's that consistent positioning that makes things stick, makes it easy to make a decision. And, you know, and it, and it might be something about what will people think if I serve the box wine. She won't serve the box wine. I drink box wine all the time. It's my it's my main thing uh, for, you know, with a steak. Um, <clears throat> I like the box wine. I found a kind I like and I stick with it. And I'm not going to tell you what it is. But no, she doesn't want that on her table, not at Thanksgiving, I'll tell you that much. Because, you know, what would people think? <laughs> they think we're on Social Security or something. <laughs> So, yes, yes, that's money spends also. So, what's your brand value? Now, what's interesting is if you go over to David Ogilvie's book, Confessions of an Ad Man, he talks about positioning and he says, you don't even have to come up with something that's unique to your brand. It doesn't even have to be distinctive. He said, the Shell Answer Man talked about how come Shell is such good gasoline. And uh, he talked about the uh, cleans your engine while you drive. <clears throat> You know, 16 additives that clean your engine while you drive. <clears throat> Do the other gasolines have that? Yeah, exactly the same. <laughs> but they didn't think to mention it, right? They didn't think to mention it just now. Now, I got a catalog in the mail because I want to bring this back to direct mail. This is the Signals catalog. I'm not going to show it big. But I remember the Signals catalog. You used to be able to buy cassettes of the Prairie Home Companion, right? <laughs> And it says on the bottom, for fans and friends of public television, 100% employee-owned. And that's not too bad. 
But I'm looking at this thing, and it's got lanterns on it. And I don't know what the heck those lanterns are. No prices, no information. Uh, does it even say where to find them? Yeah, see page 79. But it says, gifts that inform, enlighten, and entertain up there. Holiday gift guide, savings for the season, architectural lantern sale, 29 each, page 79. There's just too much going on. There's an 800 number on the side. There's no QR code to take you to the thing. And I, I thought, well, what's the connection between public television and this? There's no connection. You know, that not not only is it a bad, you know, text over, over a, a photo, but it's a very, very cluttered photo with no clear hierarchy, and it's a mess. It's just a huge mess, okay? If you work with signals or if you know somebody that does, I hope you share this. I would love to go head-to-head. Let's do a cover test. You know, it's not expensive. Your cover is, your your self-cover is too thin a paper. It's all crumpled up and torn at the back. That lowers my value uh, in my mind of what this is worth. Also, like I said, no QR code, no way to use, no way to use it in, uh, on a phone. Um, anyway, but you can do it in mail. You can have consistent repeat. I, I noticed an American Express credit card offer that I get a lot of times. They're doing spot varnish stripes on the, on the uh, envelope. You know it's valuable because they've gone to extra care. It's beautiful. I mean, it really is beautiful. I have an American Express uh, bank account. Uh, pays a high interest rate, and uh, they should give me a credit card. Anyway, excellent article, um, and in here, we should probably talk about this, Brick Street Bakery bakes delicious, here's a generic ad, Brick Street Bakery, delicious cakes, cookies, breads, pies every day, our cozy cafe serves coffee, espresso drinks too, we use quality ingredients and family recipes, okay? Contrast that with Wake Up Before Dawn. We wake the third generation bakers wake up before dawn to handcraft small batch baked cookies using time-honored techniques. We believe baking is an artisan craft. Our baked goods deliver the comforting tastes of yesteryear with quality ingredients you can trust. Savor a piece of simpler times. Yeah, I, I think you could still cut that down in about half and try to focus on something Handcrafted comfort from Brick Street Bakery, that's pretty good. Tastes of yesteryear, I like that. Comforting tastes of yesteryear, I think that would probably be the strongest one. Like Grandma used to make, maybe. Although I went to a Three Brothers famous Serbian restaurant in Milwaukee, and it smelled just like my grandma's kitchen, and I didn't like my grandma's cooking. So that doesn't always doesn't always cultivate positive memories. Anyway, I just thought I'd give you a little bit of the of the taste of Thanksgiving. We'll have more nostalgia for you tomorrow, and probably a special. I think I'm going to do a Thanksgiving special just of fun, uh, archived cart, uh, commercials. Okay. If you want to talk, give me a call. 15 minutes, no charge, no worries. We'll talk about anything you want. Uh, the number's down below and have a happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. <laughs> happy Thanksgiving. Where am I? Anyway, better stop. <laughs>